I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings and welcome to Season 6 of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. So I thought that we would kick things off this year yes. by talking about something that is really, really important to our kids, and we need to know how important it is for us, and that is play. We yes. need to play. Kids Lots need to more. play. We do. Because yeah. play is the language of kids. It is. It's what they understand. It is. And I think we forget as adults to play. Right. It's also like, disarming. But it is. Like you can't be mad at somebody for enjoying them. You know what I mean? It's just really hard to be angry if you're just having fun together. Right. And well, and the more you have fun together, the more you want to be around that person, right? That's true because there's dopamine released. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we went brain science immediately. Alrighty, right, right <laughs> off the bat, because your brains are super important. Brains are super important. <laughs> you didn't think that you get a dopamine release from, from your daughter's tea party, but seriously, there you go. Well, that's the interesting thing about play, though. I was speaking to a group of parents the other night, and um, you know, I, one of the things I like to do when I, when I come home and you know, say hi to everybody and go upstairs and and you know put some sweatpants on instead of you know the work gear, get up. And um, my guitar is on, one of my guitars is on a stand next to my bed. And so I'll just pick that up, I won't even plug it in. And I'll just noodle on it for a little bit. And then my six-year-old will come in and say, Daddy, do you want to play Beanie Boos? And I'm like, um, <laughs> little voice in my head says, no, I don't want to play Beanie Boos. I'll play my guitar. But the voice that comes out of my mouth says, sure, sweetie, we can go play Beanie Boos. <laughs> and so I you know, can lay on the floor and pretend to do different voices um, and ask questions about hair and makeup and whatever Beanie Boos. I don't know. That's maybe when we play hair dolls. Hair and makeup with Beanie Boos? No, I don't we play know about dolls. that. Yes. This is when having all boys plays into my favor. Basketball, <laughs> You don't have to hockey, play dolls at your house? Trampoline, no. No Beanie Boos, no, no. Uh, dolls, no... What are those little weird... I don't know. They have these. They have so many little tiny. Oh, they're the little Shopkins things. Shopkins, and then they that's the, the surprise thing. I don't even know what that is. Oh, Shopkins. Because they, they have boys. They are like they're worse than Legos. They're like these little Legos. tiny pieces that like lay everywhere, and they have faces on them. So you step on them, and it's it's torture. Yeah, yes. it's it's not fun, but the kids love them, and they're Our everywhere. Apologies to the manufacturers of shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No offense I mean, intended. They're adorable. But if you but like the spots of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take back all we said. That's right. We'll talk next yeah. episode. Let me tell you about one of my favorite toys. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! No. Well, so something that okay, bedtime. I hate bedtime. Mm. Absolutely hate bedtime. Or you mean for yourself or for the children? <laughs> no, for getting children to go to bed. No, for, because, for yourself, it's a welcome relief. It is a welcome oh, relief. Wait, hold on. I think we have a better relationship with our listeners than that. We need to be a little bit transparent here. That's because true. I don't actually like to go to bed myself at twelve thirty a.m. She's like, "Let's Just go one watch, more episode. Let's go watch TV." <laughs> I'm like, "Babe, no. we've been like." staring at our laptop since the kids went to bed and she's like oh I just need one episode to unwind and then invariably like 4am 4am this, <laughs> this morning I woke up at 6am 
uh, on the chair in the living room because <laughs> but the fire was so warm. I didn't want to leave. It was good by the fire. It's a good point. No, so bedtime. I hate it, and it it's just it seems like the never ending chore, right? right? And so for the longest time, Ryan has done a huge portion of the bedtime routine, but until recently. <laughs> And the girls started saying, mom, and Josh would be like, mom, please, will you come snuggle with us? Will you come tuck us in? And I mean, I was just like enjoying the older kids downstairs who just talked to me and, you know, it's much easier. And so I said, okay, yeah, I'll come upstairs. Right. And so tonight, well, and even, you know, the last, probably the last week or so I have been at bedtime I'll, I'll go snuggle with each of them in their bed of the younger kids. And so I'll get there and I'll say, okay, I can sing you a song or I can tell you a story. And so Josh always wants me to sing him a song and the girls always want me to tell a story. And so I make up the most ridiculous stories and they are giggling and they are laughing and they'll, they'll sometimes like tonight they were like, okay, when you tell your story, it has to include, and they said certain things that my story needed to include, right? And it's always about them, except for, you know, like for Libby, it's, you know, Bibby is the stories about Bibby, right? Um, So I always kind of change it, but they know who I'm talking about or whatever. Bibby Borth. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And so they love it, but I've found I've actually enjoyed bedtime a whole lot more because... I'm not going, oh, yes, I'll come up there and tuck you in for the 400th time. (laughs) Please just don't come downstairs. And really, they haven't been very bad about coming down the stairs since I've been doing this. They've been a whole lot more Mm -hmm. willing to stay in their bed, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Because we end on a, on a, on a playful, fun kind of note. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then they just, I think they feel so much more connected. So when we're playing, they're, they're feeling more connected. So. Well, I was just going to add about the bedtime thing and the playfulness at bedtime because sometimes people will say that they're really re- reluctant to be playful at bedtime because we need the kids to calm down and, right. not, and not be riled up. Right. But but what I say is that is if you can leave the day with the kids feeling like they're more connected to you and you had a good time together. Mm. So, um, example, so, so we as a family, like Kayla and I like watching movies and we occasionally like watching movies, but with smaller kids, um, watching TV shows is actually a, a better better screen time family screen time for us particularly because they love comp- competition shows so we'll watch um like master chef junior the kids love seeing the kids cook because i think as i can see them potentially see themselves up there mm-hmm. well a new show that has come to the forefront in casa della norte is america's got talent we've never watched this before but we're watching the current season and oh my gosh the kids absolutely love the show because Again, they think, the like Libby, who is six, has already informed us that she wants to go to Los Angeles in February to audition. We've made an audition video already. Like, because I, I, I know she confuses Los Angeles and, you know, something down the street from us. But, right. Um, but she has no idea, I don't know, you know, how many hours it is in an airplane to get to Los Angeles. And so she wants to do this so at bedtime. So they so will go up to our room and then um, they'll rotate. And then one of them will do their, their audition for... Um, for America's Got Talent, then I'll be Simon. And then, um, you know, and so if Josh is the other judge, um, he is um, Howie, and then Brooklyn is Heidi Klum. And, um, <laughs> and um, uh, Libby is uh, Mel B. And so then they'll do their audition, and then they'll give feedback in character, 
and they just and we set a timer like it's Alexa hysterical. set a timer for like one minute so they have a one minute audition they think it's the greatest thing in the world and you know they just love it they love giving each other like you're through to the next round and all that kind of fun <laughs> stuff and then they go to their beds and we don't hardly hear from them anymore and I think yeah. that the, the, that adding a little bit of play to bedtime really yeah. has, has been super super helpful uh, in I think just after a long day too you know I mean I think there's you know when we've when you've had a long day, the last thing you want to do is play. Yeah. You just want your kids to go to bed so you can have a relaxing evening and do nothing or yeah, you you just want a little downtime. And so sometimes it's like the farthest thing from my mind. It's like, can we just all go to bed? But I found that it's a lot more peaceful bedtimes when Mm. there is just a little bit because they're laughing and they're smiling and I'm laughing. Mm. So when I come downstairs, I'm not feeling annoyed that, they called me back to tuck them in one more time right. or they wanted one more drink of water or they were still hungry because they didn't eat their dinner or whatever, you know, I'm not getting as much of that and I'm getting more just content, you yeah. know, more connectedness, which is what I want. Right. And then that's the goal is to be more connected and play is plays where it's at. And I think there's a difference between you, you can make the distinction between play and rambunctiousness, which I Correct. think is what a lot of parents are going to think about right. when you think about play at bedtime. Yeah, because it doesn't what Ryan have was to say be about getting the kids riled up, tickling right? and pillow fights right. and that kind of play. That kind of plays fun, but not for bedtime. Not at bedtime, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I agree. Perhaps it, when you first wake up on a Saturday morning, right? There's, there's but, lots of ways. To, I mean, I think there's ways to play. Like, what do you do? What What's your favorite play at your house? Like at bedtime or just in Anytime, general? Anytime, in general, yeah. Well, uh, the kids, you know, ever since the the youngest uh, wanted to be like Big Brother and play hockey, uh, they spend a lot of time outside when yeah. it's not a gazillion degrees. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of basketball. There's lots of shooting on the hockey net. There's lots of jumping on the trampoline. Yeah. Proprioceptive feedback. That's right. That's <laughs> and, right. Uh, and yeah, we have, you know, half the neighborhood come over to our house and they're all jumping on the trampoline or riding bikes or what have you. So yeah. again, boys, boys are pretty easy boys. in this yeah. regard. Yeah. And so as long as it's not too hot and you know, they're not getting dehydrated in five minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to get them to, to play something. And then if it's inside, Legos are just such a huge thing in our house. Yeah. That, Building uh, things together. They all, Yeah. Well, and our our kids are a little bit old school in that regard in that as much as they do enjoy the screens, they also do enjoy playing outside. So mm-hmm. they got scooters and skateboards and bicycles and rip sticks, which to me looks like just the, 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 like begging for a trip to the emergency room. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, some, but they can like, they, they, they ride these things from like a standing start without balancing on anything, just get it going. And I'm like... <laughs> Uh, I would no. have so many broken bones yeah, if I seriously. tried to do that. I cannot play that way with my children. Like I find like as I get older, like my balance is just really compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's because your inner ear thing changes. That's why, you, you know, once you it's hit like a certain age, you can't remember. Right, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. exactly where I was going. The vestibular yeah. fluid in my ear thickens. There you go. Yeah, so that's, so that's right. Okay, now we just have to work in tactile, and I think we're good. I'm going to get all the sensory. Yeah. Well, because play, I mean, that is what play is, right? Like when you're when you're playing, you get to use a lot of your sensory Mm-hmm. inputs in that play and so right. your kids are getting those sensory inputs but you also get the laughter you get all of the neurotransmitters that are just like you know all the good stuff is really amped up when you're playing and it's so good for our kids for calming it's so good for our kids for just feeling connected to 
their siblings, feeling connected to their parents. Cause that's for me, the hardest part is getting in there and playing with them. Um, I know. So I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about getting their kids to play by themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And saying, well, my kid always wants somebody to play with them. Um, but I want my kid to play by themselves. Well, the thing is, I think we have to play with our kids in order to teach them how to play by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just sending them and saying, go, f- go play by yourself does not actually teach them how to play for some kids. They'll actually just sit there and like stare at the wall. Like they wouldn't even know what to do if you sent them away to play. Mm. So having to get in there and engage with our kids and play not only builds connections, but also teaches our kids how to play. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think that the, the play thing is really, really important because sometimes, I know we've done this before, we've fallen into the trap of being together. Like if we're watching we're watching a movie together, then we're together. Well, we're in the same room doing the same thing. Right. The, the play's interactive. And, and, and the um, so our, our, what we affectionately call the middles here, our 11-year-old, our 10-year-old, and 6-year-old, they kind of, you know, are a... Um, I call them the Texas Three. They were their little c- cohort over here in the house, and yeah. and, and so um, they want to play. They love playing four square with dad because basketball. I'm so much bigger than them. That's not a contest. Uh, most physical things I can still prevail, but in four square, they crush dad because <laughs> I can't get to the ball fast enough when they had it be out of my reach, and they just and boy, have that six year old eliminate her dad is just. Oh yeah! You think she won like the lottery, a Grammy, an Oscar, and the Super Bowl at the same time? It's like yes. Yeah, no. So, but they have so much fun with Foursquare. They just like play it, you know, in the street. We have like a little. We do. We, oh gosh, is that bad? We I shouldn't play in the street. We're going to find ah. out though. <laughs> they do. They play in the street, and yes, they you let love our kids it. go play in traffic. Yes. No, it's not a busy street, but you know, it's fun and it's already got lines drawn on it. <laughs> so there you go. It's perfect, but they have fun doing that and it's simple and it doesn't require a lot of equipment. You yeah. know, it just requires a ball and a space basically. Well, and, and Josh has become obsessed with football um, the last couple of weeks. I don't know. I think, I think he enjoyed some of the postseason games. Um, and so, and so he now is on this, I want to play football kick. And so he's trying to convince us that football's his sport. And today was the third day this week that when I got home from work before I was in, I was, was getting out of my car in the driveway and he ran out to me and put a football in my hand and said, Dad, can you throw it to me? So that's been my welcome coming home the last few days, throwing the football around with uh, Joshua in the yard. And so it's really good because it, then he and I connecting on the way into the house and... Um, you know, it's disarming, it's confidence building for them. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm a large guy. You're a big guy too, Chris, but we're not big guys anymore to our kids. We're just one of them when we play with them. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about play, there's really three kinds our parents need to be aware of. So let's talk about those. Let's talk about intentional play. Yeah, so our kids see a play therapist, right? And so that's super intentional play. Mm. And I think probably the what you might think of first when you think of intentional play would be this really directed, we're going to do, you know, we've done TheraPlay, um, and we've also just done kind of a traditional play therapy, child-led play therapy kind of model. But we've also done intentional play with our kids at home, like mm. a filial play therapy, 
where we say, we're going to set the timer for 15 minutes and we're going to play whatever you want to play. We're going to play together. And we sit there and we play. And it's really hard for me in those situations because I want to kind of direct where the play is going, right? I find myself taking over the play, right? saying, well, well, should we should do this or we should try this or my character is going to do this. But in a, in a true like filial play therapy, you would actually let the child lead and not direct them in any one way or another. And so it's kind of fun just to see what they'll play with. We actually, you know, we did a filial play therapy session with a, you know, we had a, a therapist that helped us learn how to do it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so we have a play therapy kit, so we just pull it out sometimes. And so we've had kids where they were not currently seeing a play therapist and other kids were seeing a therapist and they were like, well, I want to, I want to go see Miss Catherine. <laughs> and I was like, I can't have four kids but seeing, you, but you don't need to see her. I know I can't have Listen, four kids. You got options. We can eat all four. You can go. Right. I mean, it gets a little pricey. And so what we our compromise that we came to was when you're not seeing the therapist, then we'll do play sessions at home. There you go. And they really have loved that, you know, just having this really intentional time. We have a, you know, every other Wednesday, you know, we're going to go and we're going to play and, and they've really enjoyed that kind of intentional play, but it's not just we're having a tea party or it's not just we're having, it's very specific mom and kid playing or dad gets home and dad says, I'm going to play, you know, cards me and this kid we're gonna play you know whatever game so it's it's intentional it's like market on the calendar kind of play not just your everyday just happens which is the number yeah well before we jump to everyday play though i just wanted to say that that the filial play therapy is hard for some parents like we get mixed reviews on it some people love it and some people don't and a lot of times i find when the people don't love it is because um because it brings to the surface their own need to control everything. Mm. Yeah. And so... Um, it does mine. Yeah, and it's hard because because not only is it hard because it feels uncomfortable to you, but the flip side of that is also uh, you're not familiar with it and now you have to confront your own issues and it's just, you know, just fair warning if you're going to do it. We love it. We think it's great. The kids benefited a lot from it. We It unlocked a lot of things. It opened our eyes to a lot of things. Um, with the with the kiddos, but but it is you have to really kind of you know check yourself a little bit to make sure that you're okay. And we can uh, we can include a link in the show notes. I have a a little kind of like a little filial play therapy guide um, that'll kind of give you some ideas for a kit if you're wanting to know a little bit more information about that. So I'll I'll um, make sure we can get that in the show notes. So the, the other thing that you started to mention there, Chris, before I interjected was the everyday play. Um, and so one of the everyday play things that we really, really like at our house is to play cards. Um, my my kids are all card sharks. My six-year-old knows how to play Texas Hold'em poker. <laughs> her, gra- her grandfather taught her. Yes, um, she's quite good at it. And so they, they, got, they, they, they were out of town with my in-laws and they came back and they're like, Libby likes to play poker. I'm like, there's no way there's a six year, the six year old can play poker. So I'm like, set him up. So we get the poker set out. We're playing. She won the first two hands. She cleaned out your M and M stash, didn't she? Now we had chips and everything, man. She <laughs> wanted she she to play with chips, and so um, she wins the two hands, and she's like, um, 
and and I'll never forget it. The second hand, she was sitting to my left, and um, and so she had a full house, and there were three sevens, and she had a pair of aces or whatever, and she went, um, full house, aces over sevens. I'm like, you're six, <laughs> dial it down. <laughs> Seriously. But she, she's a little card sharky. She has all these fun games. I remember last, was it last year that we had Allison Heighton on the show? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. so, so Allison stayed with us for a week and taught them um, a game that I'm sure has multiple names, but Allison called it Garbage. And oh my gosh, the kids want to play it all the time. And we sit and play cards. And it's just such a great time together. And it's just something you can do every day. Like I said, we want to play cards. I'm like, okay, well, it's a pretty busy evening. Let's do two hands. Yeah, absolutely. And they're in, and then, you know, and then we go on with our evening. So I think what I would remind people is the thing that I had to remind myself was it does not have to be all consuming. Yeah. Because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have an hour to play cards. Well, you know, the kids are happy with just two or three hands a lot of the time. Yeah. As well. yeah. Unless the game's like Uno or something when there's like infinity loop card <laughs> games. Oh, lasts forever. That's what we play like with traditional cards. And like when we go to uh, Horn Creek, the, the, our, our camp with Sky Ranch up in Colorado, uh, we sit with some of the families there and play cards till one o'clock in the morning. Because it's Uno and it keeps going yeah, on, and on, and on and on and on. But my favorite game <laughs> is uh, Liar Liar. Oh, yes. Now, some of you know that by a different name. Um, one of the kids calls it Baloney Sandwich because he gets to incorporate the words B and S into the title of it. <laughs> um, but, oh, my gosh, do we love playing that game. And we laugh so much. Yeah. Um, it's just so yeah. much fun. And those kinds of everyday play interactions – they really do just bring connection, right? I mean, they are so, they don't always happen. They don't happen every day, Yeah. but I think they should, Yeah. right? There should, you should have at least 10 minutes where you get to laugh with your kids, mm-hmm. right? And so wherever that might be, whether that's going to be at bedtime, whether that's going to be when you get home from work, when the kids get home from school, um, something, I think there should be, there should be some laughter just amongst the family. And yeah. that's, Sometimes I think it's it's hard because we fit, we find ourselves like in really hard places with our kids and we're we're struggling to even um, really enjoy being around our kids. We just really want to be done. Yeah. And so I think finding you know just five or ten minutes so that we can actually enjoy and laugh with our kids is so good. So the third type of play, I, I think for me anyway, might be the hardest one. Because it's the one that you kind of have to remember in the moment. And that's play to correct behavior. Yeah. That like playful, playful engagement. Like, you know, Dr. Purvis would say, you know, you don't need to shoot an out with an elephant gun. Right. Right. You use the level of correction that is needed for the interaction. Right. So if, if it's just a, like a low level kind of, correction that's needed you can use playfulness which seems so counterintuitive because Mm -hmm. we always want my kid needs to know i'm the boss right and so we always tend to come down way harder than we need to yeah but even for just like or just stop being an idiot about this thing for a minute right yeah how many times have we talked about x y and z and you're still doing abc instead yeah yeah and so we can we can just go whoa wait hold on did you really just say that? Do you want to try that again? Right. And we just a tiny bit of playfulness is so mm-hmm. disarming to our kids, especially if we've always come down really hard on them. Yeah. They're going to be like, wait, what just happened to my parents? Why did they just did? I thought they were going to get really mad, mm. but they actually just kind of 
let me try again so that I didn't get in trouble for that, no. you know? And I think you can just really quickly disarm a lot of situations just by adding a tiny bit of playfulness to it. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's my favorite, but it's really hard to do because I'm irritated or I'm frustrated right. by whatever they did for the like hundredth time. Well, your ability to regulate yourself is really compromised is why it's so hard. Because yeah. When you just want to go, stop. Yes. Uh, you know, and I can't even think of how I would do that otherwise right now. <laughs> I'm tired, it's late. Um, but, but, but no, be you're like, really good. Whoa. At, Ryan's really good at doing like um, goofy voices to kind just, of disarm the that's kids. That's exactly what I was thinking was that if you can pull off the goofy voice and yeah. it's an appropriate time for the goofy voice, right. the kids love that. And it's like, like you were just about to, I think you were just about to say, totally disarming. It's so right? disarming. The, the They're like, wait, voice. what wait, did you what? just do? Well, what so was that? One of my favorites to do is, um, is a somebody from Glasgow, or my one of my favorites, Glaswegian, uh, saying "Oh no," which comes out as "Oh no," and yeah, and the kids just like they just it's, crack it's like, up. They're like, it's like what? urinate on themselves. <laughs> they just laugh no matter what is going on. They're like, say it again, say it again. Uh-huh. Then we get yes. in a in a and the, and then so it's right but they go they call it i can do yes. daddy daddy say i can do i can do <laughs> i'd like to apologize to any scottish people who may have listened to this at the yeah. absolute horrible Glaswegian <laughs> accent that i have but i think any kind of play like that can be just totally disarming i mean we've probably told the story before but we have uh, a friend who was struggling with one of her kiddos and so we had girl who was studying uh, trauma at TCU and developmental trauma at TCU. And she went over to kind of help with like after school and this kiddo really did not want to go to bed. And so bedtime was a real struggle. And so he got really upset. He ran outside into the yard and he grabbed a stick and was kind of like, you know, I'm going to hurt you with the stick kind of in this, this, you know, big trying to make himself real big. Right. He was seven or eight. Right. And this girl comes out there and she looks at him and she picks up a stick and she goes, bet you can't throw your stick as far as I can. And she throws her stick across the yard and he kind of looks at her because he was so expecting her to come out there and say, don't, you know, you can't threaten me with that stick. You got to put the stick down. It's time to go inside. Da, da, da. You know, he had a totally different expectation for what she was going to do. Right. And she literally just said, bet you can't throw that stick as far as I can. And he goes, yeah, I can. And he just, they started having a contest of who could throw, they were picking up sticks and throwing them across the yard. And then she said, do you want a snack? And he was like, yes. And they went inside, got a snack, went to bed. You know, I mean, it was, mm. it was one of those situations where I, I probably wouldn't have said that is a situation where you could use play. Right. But she just read the situation and she was like, I think that if I just used a little bit of play right here, I could get him, you know, yeah. I could just, and it did, it worked beautifully and it was just like that is exactly don't use you know don't shoot an out with an elephant gun right? right she everything in her probably wanted to come down and be like no we've got she was just going to get into a battle with them but using that just a little bit of playfulness she totally i mean he was back inside and and totally disarmed by the play yeah i know we've told that story before and i, I do just want to remind everybody that that story sounded like it was pretty easy um, but but we were going to have to get there just because Kayla did say I would not have necessarily gone that way. Yeah, uh, that young woman is is special. She uh, is. I will say, absolutely. And her parents are very proud of her, and she 
works with with um, vulnerable children in 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 her home state now and is doing great things with them and so, and she had put in a lot of uh just she put in a lot of relational you know um uh, credit with this kid too right i mean she'd been she'd been playing with him and doing things with him for a while. So I definitely wouldn't go there first in a situation like that, unless you knew that you could, you could go with play in that situation. Right. Cause usually you're using it for a lot lower level kinds of things, but it was real. It was really interesting in a situation like that where I thought, I don't know that that would have been what I would have gone with, but she knew him well enough and she had a relationship with him to go, yeah, I can use play right here and it's going to get him. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Well, we hope we've given you listeners uh, some ideas on how to incorporate play into your everyday and to be intentional about it as well. If you have questions for us about play or anything else that you might need help with, and you can fit it into 208 characters, feel free to tweet it to us at One Big Happy Home. If you need a bit more room, you can email us at info at onebighappyhome.com. You can also post questions on our Facebook group that we have just for podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast Community. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from our show, we would appreciate a review at any of these locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening. 